Thank you for listening to the official podcast of Live Church Orlando, where we encourage you to live your life His way. For more information about Live Church and other resources, please visit livechurchorlando.com. We've been talking about the come up all year, right? Living it up. This whole month is dedicated to get your money up. So we got two more after this, right? Wednesday and Sunday. We got two more. We'll try to stretch it out. So this sermon today is a partial sermon again. It's partial. Um, so it's going to end in the middle. It's going to start in the middle. So if you wasn't here last week or the beginning of the month, you probably got to find your way through uh, this morning. All right, let me get that. I'm walking back and forth because I'm nervous. Yes, I get nervous. Every Sunday I'm nervous. Every Wednesday I'm nervous. You guys are beautiful people. Thank you for being here. Y'all clapping like, boy, just preach. Ain't nobody worrying about you being nervous. <laughs> get your money up. Today is handle your business again. We're talking about handle your business. This is like part six. But it's in the get your money up uh, series. Because I want to put ups in everything. Let's talk about it. One thing we need to understand fundamentally, as I always set this sermon up every week, is that once you get saved, you enter into a new system, period. Uh, from home to kindergarten is a new system. You have to learn, like, whoa, 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 this is not mom here. This is some woman telling me what to do or some, some teacher at this nursery telling me what to do and telling me when to eat and telling me that I can only have one sippy cup and telling me I got to go stand in the corner. Whoa, whoa, this is a new system here. I used to be home and I just cry and I get what I want. Now I'm here and I'm crying. You're telling me to sit down. I got to learn the system. So the immature buck against authority and new systems because you got to have it your way. The immature buck against new systems. So if God is calling you out of certain things into a new system and we fight against it, it's an immaturity in us. Because the mature side will embrace new because it knows it'll grow us. Something in you should be attracted to new. Ooh. Something in you should be attracted to new and different. Well, how could you grow? How could you expand? How could you go from uh, drinking on a bottle to eating with a fork? You got to see somebody do it. and You have to be interested. Something in you needs to reach. Something in you. Purpose, actually, because you're not going to be a two-year-old forever. So because you're going to be an 87-year-old, purpose is pulling you towards it. So there's an 87-year-old and the two-year-old like, yo, stop drinking out the bottle. You need a spoon. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? The purpose that's in even a two-year-old is saying, hey, you need to do more. Hey, you need to, hey, hey. That's why the Bible says if you're going to come into the kingdom of God, come as a little child. Because little kids are always open to new and more and different and everything they observe, they're learning. They're trying to add it to themselves. Like, okay, they see you doing it. They, they try to do it. Yeah, God wants you to look that stupid when it comes to doing things his way. Oh, did y'all hear what I said? I want you to look at your father and be like, let me try that. As weird as it might look, come to me like a little child. Don't come to me with your inhibitions. Don't come to me with your socially conscious. I don't want to look stupid in front of people. No! Come like a little child. Come open. Come willing. Come free. You got to be open to change and new and different. If you love your life now, that's it. If you see more for yourself, that's God. Did you hear that? All right. That's why you should get out and get new exposure. You shouldn't just stay in your hood. And I don't mean bad place in your neighborhood. I don't care if it's Windermere. You shouldn't just want to stay in your hood. You should want to be exposed to things. Because if all you see is your aunts and your grandmas and then the cookout and all that, you're going to grow up and be 30-something doing the same thing they're doing. Where are, where are, where are to go? She always do the shrimp. I don't never do the shrimp. And y'all just doing shrimps. You ain't even graduate to jumbo shrimps. At least get bigger and better in, in the area you're in. Tell your neighbor, at least have jumbo shrimp. I'm doing the same thing to a greater degree. At least I'm expanding and growing. So you got to be open to new and different. And you know what? I think we are. As a culture, as a nation, as a people, 
We are open to new and better, well, to new and different things. Social media will help us prove that. You done changed your hair because you saw somebody on, online with the fox locks, the faux locks. So now you got the faux locks. You're trying something different because you saw something different. Fellas with our cut, too. I mean, I don't know. I didn't have this little long thing. That, that to me, first looked like a surgical. It looked like a surgical, and I'm not laughing. Some people had that. That looked like a surgical procedure part. So I didn't want to look like I just had surgery because I don't feel like people ask me all day, are you okay? I'm fine. I just got a cut. I'm fine. I'm okay. So it looked like a surgery to me until I realized, oh, it's a new style. So I tried it. My hair is thinning right here anyway. So I just made this whole side low. Helped me hold on to my hair a little while longer. So I'm glad for this style. Now this side is thinning and I'm like, maybe I'll get a mohawk. Thank God for Mr. T. I don't know what to do next is what I'm telling you. So we're open to new and different and we reach for things that are like us. You only take on things that you agree, something in you is connected with. Some people will never wear certain hairstyles no matter how popular it gets because it just don't connect with me. I don't care how hot a new song is, some people are like, it just don't connect with me. So it's not just about being exposed. It's about what do you connect with? Because if you don't connect with spiritual things, you're going to miss your purpose of salvation. You're going to miss the whole reason why you got saved in the first place. You're supposed to go from darkness into light. So now all of your spiritual awareness should be aroused by the, by, by, by the spirit in you. So now you should connect with something in the scriptures like, and add it to you like you added a lamp. Like, you understand what I'm saying? Like you added culture to you, like you add culture to you, and you, Gene, I don't, this was considered poor back in the day. Okay, thank y'all for being as old as me. This is considered poor, you got holes in your jeans, it was embarrassing, so embarrassing, they put patches in there. Come on now, y'all, I know I'm revealing my age, but I feel like I was one of the little rascals, but I wasn't. But it was embarrassing to have holes in your jeans, now it's called distressed. And I don't think I own a pair of jeans without holes in them. It got so bad, I took, I took the little needle myself, took scissors, and said, these jeans are too clean. I need to make them a little more rugged. I cut them myself and, and pulled the thread out. Then I walked outside like, hey, I felt good about, because <laughs> I like style. I connect with style. Me. I connect with style. Everybody don't. Everybody can't dress. Look at y'all. <laughs> the funny people is the people who think they can dress. Never mind. So, tell your neighbor, he talking about you. Tell him. I'm just playing. Oh my gosh, y'all ready to fight? Y'all ready to fight over a joke for real? <laughs> but I connect with that, so I quickly make it a part of me. I quickly make a part of me what I connect with. If it's a joke that I like, I say it all the time now. Hey, you just say that joke all the time because it, it connected with you. But if you don't praise all the time, that means it don't connect. Oh, all right. All right. If nothing we say in church is repeated, it nothing connected. And you can't blame me, Tim. You can't keep blaming the entity for you not connecting with God like you should. You don't have to enjoy the whole service, that's cool, but something, if you got him, something should connect. So you need to check your Holy Ghost meter real quick. Make sure it's working. Because in this new system, when we're talking about financial come up, you have to know his voice and his ways. Because you're in a new system now. Everybody say new system. Old system work for you. You work, you hustle, you do your thing, cool. It works, it works, it works, it works, it works. It don't mean it's good. It don't mean it's better. It just works. You don't have a problem. You can just get $50 every week and just be cool. I don't function like that. 
And not because I want more money, but purpose in me needs more. Are you understanding what I'm saying? If we got kicked out of here today and had to find a building, we would have to find a certain size building that costs a certain amount because of the purpose. Not because I want more money. And most of us are missing it because we just want more money, but we don't align it with purpose. <laughs> so it's like until you get purpose, God won't release finances. Because what was he doing it for? Let's get into it. Y'all ready? All right. The Lord is my shepherd. Let's start with this. To feed, to guide, and to shield me, I shall not want. How many of y'all have heard this scripture? The Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. Do yourself a favor today. Read Psalms 23, the whole chapter. It's only six verses, I think. That whole, he maketh me to lie down in green pastures. He makes me chill and rest. He restores my soul. Woo, he leadeth me beside. I'm going to go into that. That's, read that whole thing, because I may be revisiting that very, very soon. Understand this. As a saved Christian, this is fundamental. The Lord is my shepherd. Period. Now that I'm saved, I got a new leader. My, the leader of my life is no longer me. Thank you, love. I'm glad you're here today. So when I get saved, I thought this was a fundamental truth. I thought I would get more amens, but y'all probably like, what's the point you're making? We know that. What's the, next, what's the point? I got you. I'm learning. I'm learning. So once I get saved, I no longer lead my life. That's called a Lord. Lord is a head. Lord is a leader. So the Lord is my leader. Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. This is good news. Aren't you glad you don't have to lead your own life? All we got to do is acknowledge him in all our ways and he'll direct it. That's so easy. I was so mad when my mom made me the choir director. I never knew I would be doing what I do now. And I don't mean preaching, I mean on the singing side. I never knew I would be in the front of a, you know, a group audience. I was so mad when my mom made me the choir director because I was always the keyboard player at the church or the drummer or whatever I found my hands to do. When my mom put me in front of the choir, I was like, because I like to follow. You can't get it wrong if you follow. If you do what they said, you can't be wrong. But if you are making the decisions, you could do something wrong. And I don't have time to be the leader of my life because I don't got time to go down the wrong street for five years. And it's quiet over here, so let me go over here where my family is. I don't have time to be in a dysfunctional relationship for, based on my decisions for, uh, for five minutes. Some of y'all got five minutes, some of y'all got five weeks, some of y'all got five, I don't have five seconds. I'm done making the wrong decisions. So I'm glad that the Lord is my shepherd. That's what I want to hear. Let me try the scripture again with that on your mind. Live, the Lord is my shepherd. He makes the decisions, I don't mess up. It's easy. Acknowledge him and he'll direct you. It's easy. Er. That means to, to, to feed, to guide, and to shield. He feeds. That means he protects. He provides. Guides. That means he directs. Shield protects. So if the Lord is your shepherd, you have protection. That's amen right there. Amen. You have provision. Amen. And you have direction. Amen. Protection. Provision, direction. Are you saved? You have protection. Yeah, I'm going to let that go a little longer. Yep. The world is getting crazy. Schools are getting crazy. Racism is on the rise. But you have protection. I'm going to let it go. I'm going to let it go. Sickness is on the rise. Diseases are all on the land. But you have protection. Woo! You got provision. You might be behind on, on a bill or two, but you ate, you ate dinner last night. It might have been Skittles and strawberries, but you ate last night. It might have been, it might have been broccoli and 
French toast, but you ate last night. It might have been Captain Crunch and oatmeal, but you ate last night. It might have been a turkey sandwich and Brussels sprouts, but you ate last night. It might have been... <laughs> Chicken fingers and buffalo wings. But you ate last night. Where do you get fingers and wings from? Anyway, because he's your provider. You have clothes on the day that you did not wear yesterday. Maybe. That's fine. I repeat stuff too sometimes. It's fine. But you have provision. You want more. You may need more, but you have. And he directs you. This is the part. Is he directing you? That's the point. You ain't got to answer that. Just introspectively ask yourself that. Is he directing me? I got his protection. I got his provision. Am I using his direction? Because I'm using his provision. I'm using his protection. Am I using his direction? In one shepherd, I have all of these. Why am I only using two? Come with me, Liv. Come on, please. This is the whole sermon. I'm done after this. The director. That's what I should call him, the director. Right? Okay. That's it. I'm using his provision. I ate. I'm using his protection. Whew. I'm here. Am I using his direction? Ask your neighbor, are you using his direction? Mm-hmm. God frees us. Once we're in Christ, he frees us from the curse of the law, poverty being one of them. He Did y'all hear that? He redeems us from the curse of the law. Jesus, all in the body of Christ, he redeems us from the curse of the law. To redeem means to buy back, to snatch back, to get back. Hosea was a prophet. Hosea in the Message Bible translation, the, the book of Hosea, if you read the Message Bible translation, it's so crazy. It says, and the, the first time the Lord spoke to Hosea, he told him to marry a prostitute. No, I read it. Y'all like, don't be offended by me. <laughs> Message Bible version. And the first time God spoke to Hosea, imagine the first time you're hearing God's voice and he's telling you to marry a prostitute. Okay, cool. I'm sorry. That's not the point I'm making. He marries the prostitute. The prophet marries the prostitute. Y'all got to get off God. We don't know. We don't know. I'm working on this series called The Godness of God, how he could, he's just a G. And it's like he can do it. That don't mean you can. Somebody asked me last week. He texted me. He said, I have a question for you, man. Uh, how come God can be jealous, but we can't? I said, because we're not him. That's a real easy answer. If we're all God on the same level, we can ask that question. You feel me? How come she can sit there, but I can't? Because y'all on the same level. If, you're up, if you can't say how... Oh, she's not up there. Y'all understand? But y'all know, know what I'm saying, right? You can't be like, how can she sit up there but not me? Y'all ain't the same. That's number one. I can go into more detail, but fundamentally, you ain't her. How come God can, but I, hey, he's God. He knows what he's doing. You know what God told me this week? Oh, y'all, I don't know if y'all ready for this. You know what God told me this week? He said, basically, he said, I am, right? I'm like, oh, I am. He said, how can I be wrong? I told him to marry a prostitute. That ain't right. How is it not right? Who's, who weighs the scales of right and wrong? I'm trying to tell y'all what he told me. He, he said, I weigh the scales. It's wrong because I say it. He, he told me, he said, Ty, who do I answer to? shriveled up like a turtle in the shell. Nobody. No, 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 nobody, God. Who does he answer to? I'm going to tell y'all, keep coming, y'all, but we're going to talk about some things. How to buy, never mind. It's like weird stuff. You're like, God wouldn't do that. God, how you know? He's God. Like that scripture almost confused me if I didn't have his spirit. Like he made the wicked for the day of evil. Why would God make the wicked? 
He tells us to stay away from the wicked. He said, ah, that's all right. And the wicked will go. But he created the wicked. Read your Bible. I'm not giving y'all nothing that ain't in that book. He created the wicked for the day of evil. But he can do that. That don't mean become wicked. Because my instruction to you is to be holy. Austin, you go over here. Lincoln, you go over there. Lincoln cannot follow Austin. Because I gave them two different instructions and I am their father. Y'all are missing what I'm saying. So God might tell you to go and you to stay just because y'all friends. Don't mean you got the same word. Y'all friends and you got the same father. But what? Oh, what is he saying? Look at your neighbor and say, what is he saying to you? Don't just take somebody else's word. Oh, that's dangerous. So now if Hosea told you that, now everybody going to marry prostitutes? So now God is cool with marrying harlots? No. That was for a specific reason, specific person that we might not even understand right now. But he's God. Don't take nobody's word and try to live it. You understand what I'm saying? I tried to be a vegetarian, but God told me there are some fats that the body needs. There are some natural fats that you need. So I'm going back to, I'm going back to, girl, you right. Let me go. No, you can't. No. You eat salad. <laughs> we wait on a word that match our weakness. If a word matches your weakness, that's your word. All things are lawful. See, I can do whatever I want. God, oh, hey, you got all that for what you want. Tell your neighbor, don't live off my word. Uh, how do I want to get into it? How do I want to do this? Let's keep going. Uh, I'm not going to go to, well, let's go to the next picture. All right, let's see if we can. Okay, this is our culture today. Yep, look at that for a second. Look at our culture. Look, you would think with those price tags, his face would look different, right? Because we think wearing things or doing things like this will make us happy. He's probably the most depressed. I, I, don't, I can't even see his eyeballs. Like, that's, that's how dark his whole world is. I heard somebody say this, your mind is your business. Mind's your business. Your mind is your business. How you think is you. It's your business. My wife could, I'm considering her a business consultant because observing her life over the last 21 years closely, seeing how she can talk to anybody and help their business. But I know the businesses she has, and they don't match a painter's business. How could you give a painter advice on their business? How could you give a... My wife just gives... I'm like, man, you should be a business consultant. But if anybody's a business consultant in here, you just have a better way of thinking about that business. You don't have to know anything about that business to know higher thinking. Just talk to me a little bit. So what's going on at your hotel? I don't have to run a hotel to help you with your business. I got to help you think better. Are y'all with me? Yeah. So if anybody comes and gives you business advice and all they talk about is the money in it, that's not the right advice. Because real business advice will challenge your thinking. What do you do when you go to bed? No, I got a painting business, bro. Talk about what color paint I should get. What do you do before you go to bed? How do, if your mind is your business, how are you caring for your business? What do you feed your business? Do you eat healthy brain foods? Do you read actual books and stories or do you just scroll? Because your life will reflect your business. That's how you handle business. How you think about it is how you handle business. Relationships, how you think about it. Finances, how you think about it. Health, how you think about it. So now how I think about it, let's graduate. What's my values now? 
This is a business class. This is not a sermon. I'm sorry, y'all. Now, what are my values? What you mean what I think about money? I need money for my, my kids. All right, now, what do you value? What's first? Because if you need money for a lot of things, you can't attack everything at once. This is a business class. I'm sorry, y'all. You got to take care of business. You got to take care. You can't fill it with all types of foolishness and expect wisdom to come out. It don't work. It's just, let's just do common sense. If you never put money in your bank account, I don't even want to finish it, Poodle. When you put your ATM card in, expect to see insufficient funds. That's common sense. How do you expect to thrive financially and you invest nothing mentally? Because if I had a, listen, if success financially was a 12-step program, everybody would be successful. Get rich quick stuff, everybody would do it. Some of us play the lotto. Sorry. Y'all quiet. Like, <gasps> Put your ticket up like. I'm just saying that get rich quick. Don't help. Let's, let's read the word. It's, success, riches, and money is not about riches and money or things or talent. It's about your mind, how you think. And he has all this money around him, but he has no wealth. And people who got to wear their wealth don't have it. No, I'm not coming out my jacket today. Here's the poverty mindset. If something costs $1,000, but it's on sale for $700, if you buy it for $700, you didn't save $300. You spent $700. This is a business class. I'm sorry, y'all. But the trick and the manipulation of the culture is you getting a deal. It cost them $250. It cost them $300. They charge you $1,000, mark it down to seven, and we're excited. That's the trick of the culture to get your money. Ain't no sales. So I'm saying don't be moved by the red tag. What do you value? If it's still not worth $700 to you, don't purchase it. I don't care how alluring the sale seems. I'm trying to help y'all with your money. I'm trying to help y'all with your money. What is the value to me? Because you're making it, you're putting your price value on it. But your value don't matter. You, you understand what I'm saying? If you saw these chucks, these chucks were worn by Ty Tribbett on the Grammys with... with with the Queen of England. It's on eBay now. There's $5,000. Y'all going to be like, because that's not the same. It's not worth that to you. You have to own your value system. Don't let nobody set your values. This is, a, this is so good. If it's worth it to you, then consider it. Don't make them allure you. With, with marketing and fanfare and you better hurry up. It's going, it's going quick. It's only two left. It's only two. Mom, can I get it? Dad, can I get it? Poverty does this. Poverty. Because the Bible says be anxious for. Poverty is anxious and makes quick decisions. Poverty is anxious and makes quick, swift decisions. Emotional decisions. Poverty makes emotional decisions. I got to have it. My prom coming up. I got to have it. I, my birthday coming up. God bless you. <laughs> I got to have it. My birthday coming up. But if you don't have it this year, you gonna, in Jesus' name, you're going to have another birthday. Just tap your neighbor on the back and say, just make it the next year. That's all. You'll be all right. What's the value to you, Liv? You got to get this. Because we're spending our money based on their value. Whatever they think it's worth, we agree. But you don't have to. I got to eat, pastor. Buy seeds. Grow your stuff. 
Look how quiet the church got. I'm going to tell you what the world's going to do. Y'all ready? And I'm done. I'm going to continue the sermon. The world is going to make your life so convenient that you can't live without them. Eventually, you, you can already scan at certain stores, scan your credit card. You ain't got to have physical money on you. Eventually, you'll be able to do your thumbprint. Eventually, they'll put little chips in you. Everything will be in there. Your identity. You ain't going to have to need nothing for planes. Nothing. Just boop, boop. It's so convenient. Boop, 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 boop. After a while, it's going to trap you. Because your whole world has converted from cash to cards to technology to chips. So now you're so far from cash, you ain't going to be able to survive. You understand what I'm saying? The world system is to get you so far removed that now you can't live without them. That's why I say grow your own stuff. Have something that you know where it started. You know where it came from. You know what you put in it. You know when you cleaned it. Yeah. And I say that because it's more convenient to just go buy a bag at Publix, a bag of letters, than growing your own. It's more convenient, right? And they'll keep letting you need them, and whatever they choose to put in it, you're subject to. You're subject to. So you're subject to their health standards. I'm... That's their standards. America is one of the most... <laughs> You cannot build wealth by wearing it. I can't wait till October because then I can get off this subject. This is one of the most sensitive subjects because it has to deal with the real you. I can talk about sin and that's like, woo, because if you're saved, you're free from sin. That's not even you. Money is still you. Because where your treasure is, that's you. This is one of the most sensitive subjects to preach in church besides sex and sexuality because that's who we are. That's why it's blessed quietness in here, but I don't care. Y'all came to my church today. I know you got afternoon service somewhere else, but that's later. A budget is a passport to a healthy financial life. No matter how much money you have, you'll always struggle if you don't have a plan. A budget, boundaries. Boundaries, intent and boundaries. I have a budget. I'm not spending more than this for this. You got to have life budgets. Your mind needs to have a budget. I'm shutting off at one in the morning. I'm budgeting my mind space. Because if I just stay on social media until my eyes close, my brain will be jacked up all night. See, we don't know this. We don't even consider this. I'm talking to, uh, this is how you get wealth. I'm talking about wealth and riches. Y'all don't even know it's the same subject. Things like this. Budget your life. Budget your time. So people just come over every day. Come over. You still coming over? You coming over? You co All right. Hey, I'm spending time with you from three to nine. It's quiet up in this place. When y'all have parties, put time limits on your parties. Even if they stay after a little bit, but just say, hey, this party is from 6 to 12. Because I'm budgeting my time. Because successful people do that. It's a mindset. Budget your relationships. Oh, man. I'm only taking this many friends. It's quiet. I love it. You are living beyond your budget. And you're going in the red and you're going in the negatives emotionally because you didn't budget your friendships. Now you got an attitude all day, every day because you got too many people in your ear. Budget, budget your ears. Budget your conversations. That's all for me today. That's all, folks. Learn to say that's all, folks. I'm not mean, I'm not being rude or ignorant, but I got to budget my spirit. I got to budget my emotions. I can't take everything all the time. No, for real. I won't take everything all the time. When you budget your life, you have a healthy flow. When you budget your money, you always have it. When you budget your life, you always have it. 
When you budget your joy, you always have it. When you budget your peace, you always have it. When you, oh, y'all. Let me get them out of here. Y'all don't want to. Hallelujah. Have my little questions here. It's 1230. I got 20 minutes. Have, have any of your recent purchases, purchases contributed to your 2018 financial goals? Have any of your recent purchases contributed to your overall 2018 goals? Y'all like, man, I came here to hear about God, not me and my money. Well, this is what God, God said, I came that you might have life, not church. I didn't come that you might have church. You are the church. I need to teach you how to live. So you can have influence and impact in your culture, in your generation, on your street, in your city. It's time for you to be effective. Not just shout and run around. We're going to do that. That's cool. But we need to learn a little bit more than about heaven because we're on earth. Yeah, so hey, again, have any of your recent purchases, purchases, whatever that word is, have you bought anything recently that matched your 2018 money goals? That's a question you need to ask yourself. We're almost ending the year. How much money do you want to have at the end of the year? And y'all talking like money, like, it, like it's kind of like don't talk about that. That's my thing. And that's, but that affects your joy. That affects your health. That affects your marriages. That affects your, where you go to school, where you live, what you drive. How you live, money affects all of this, and you don't want the God to talk about it? <laughs> what advice would you give your younger self financially? Got a couple questions, and I'm going to move. What advice would you give your younger self financially? And younger, three months ago. Yeah, not even like 15-year-old Al. Yeah, I want bring it, to bring it a little closer to y'all. Like three months ago, would you have done things differently financially? Think about that, like, oh, that younger self, not 30 years ago, not three, yo, last week. You got to start living consciously. You got to start being purpose-driven, like, yo, my life is on a budget, and until I reach my goal, I'm staying with this discipline. Why can't we be disciplined? They call Jesus' followers disciples because he taught them kingdom disciplines. The whole point of following Jesus is to be disciplined in certain areas. But we have no discipline in the name of grace and freedom and liberty. And it affects our lives. And we, ooh, let me go to it. Let me, let me just go. <laughs> Money can enslave us through debt. Or that same check can free us through wisdom. Ooh. Never mind. Let me just go to the next scriptures. Let's go to scriptures. Those are the practical things about money, but I feel like it's a smaller group. I'll just call y'all together later. We'll do a finance class at the office. Three days. If you want to come, you can. It's easy to make more money. It's, it's so easy. But in God, here's the trick. It's, it's so easy to make more money. But in God, the point can't be making money. Yes. Yes. If you're saying, God, I love you. Give me some more money. No. If you go after me, I'll give you. That's the thing. In Christ, the money system changes. He who loves his life will lose it. You understand what I'm saying? The thing you love, you got to be willing to sacrifice it for me, and then I'll give it to you. That's God. That's God. The thing you love, be willing to give it up for me, and I'll let you. Be willing to kill your son, Abraham, and I'll let you keep it. And give you a ram. All right. A good name. Here we go. What's important to you? What's your value system? A good name earned by honorable behavior, godly wisdom, moral courage, and personal integrity is more desirable than great riches. Now, the Bible says this. You got to either agree or not. I know a lot of rich people that don't have a good name. A lot of people start still trying to figure out how we feel about our president. A lot of people still.
I'm trying to figure out how we feel about Kanye. It's a lot. Rich don't mean loved by people. A good name is better than great riches. So why spend your whole life going after what you may never get when you can go after what means more that you can easily get? It's easy to get a good name. That's easy to attain, but we forsake the good name and go for riches, which is less valuable and desired. Are y'all hearing me? The enemy will always make your focus the lesser version of you. If you eat from this tree, you'll be, I'm already like God, but he wants you to come down to that level, function like him, and still leave you empty. Tell your neighbor, don't go down, don't go down. Favor is better than silver and gold. Favor is better than silver and gold. Look at this, the rich and the poor have something in common. The Lord is the maker of them all. Woo, hallelujah. Aren't you glad God made you? But then talk about what type of person you are. A good name. What's your name in the streets? What do people call you in the streets? And I don't mean your nickname. Are you cool? Do they love you? Do they trust you? Do they believe in you? If your neighborhood, if you really had a good name with your neighborhood, I'm not judging anybody. Some of them will be here today. Okay. Nobody got neighbors here. I just thought I'd try it. What kind of person are you? Finances are drawn to a certain type of person. A faithful man, the next one says, a faithful man shall abound with blessings. Men. All right, thank y'all for coming. Men. Thank you. You want to abound in blessings? Be faithful. They should know you're going to show up. They should know you're going to do the job. They should know you're going to be great at it. They should know you're always there for them. They should know you're going to give them good advice. They should know you're going to... It should be something they know about you consistently good. That's faithful. Yeah. But they that make haste to be rich shall not be innocent. He that hasteth to be rich has an evil eye and consider not that... Here it is. Greedy people try to get rich quick but don't realize they're headed for poverty. Ain't that crazy? So these are types of people. I can predict your financial future by what type of person you are. Yeah, here we go. All right, let's keep going. Hold on, hold on. Go back, go back, go back. Yeah, trying to get rich quick leads you to poverty. Next one. An inheritance. Go ahead. Yes, you're right. The next one. An inheritance attained too early in life is not a blessing in the end. If you get too rich too fast, in the end, it's not going to be a blessing. Because you got to develop character. You got to know how to balance your books. You got you to learn balance as a person first. Getting too much too soon will hurt you more than it will help you. If you're not developed. So take this time while you're on your way to another level of wealth to develop and process. I'm going to keep going. Better to be poor and honest than to be dishonest and a fool. Enthusiasm without knowledge is no good. Haste makes mistakes. Haste makes mistakes. Rushing makes mistakes. People ruin their lives by their own foolishness, and then they're angry at the Lord. I'm going to read that part again, if that's all right with y'all. People ruin their own lives by their own foolishness. Now, the worst season in your life that you ever had, how much of it was your fault? All right, can, I just, can we keep it real this morning or go home? Because I don't like fake stuff. Okay. The worst season of your life, how much did you contribute to that? I'm not saying all of it. I'm just saying I just want you to think about that. And then, but the end is our foolishness gets us there, and then we blame the Lord. Wealthy people makes many friends. Poverty drives them all away. Here it is. Poor in this verse is equivalent to a fool. All right? Go back, go back, please. I'm sorry. Thank you. It's better to be poor and honest than dishonest and a fool. You see that? It should have been dishonest and rich. 
Are y'all with me? Just regular literary class, just regular English class, okay? All right, so comparisons. Don't be poor and honest. I mean, it's better to be poor and honest than dishonest and we would think rich. But it says a fool. Hmm. So, 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 so wealth is connected, wealth and riches is connected to wisdom. Y'all with me or no? Okay. It's better to be poor and honest than dishonest and a fool. So wisdom makes you rich or wealthy. Wisdom, wisdom. Let's look at the next scripture. It says, he who oppresses or exploits the poor to get more for himself or gives to the rich to gain influence or favor will only come to poverty. So you oppress the poor, but you do favors for the rich to get their attention. That type of person will only come to poverty. Stop trying to brown nose and get up all in the leader's face, but you slapping everybody on the way to them. Okay, that type of person doesn't prosper. It's quiet, I'm gonna keep talking about it. You keep brown nosing and be cool with the boss, but all your coworkers, you just as nasty as a gutter. That person does not prosper. We just going by the actions. God is going by the heart. Don't try to brown nose. You will only come to poverty. In other words, don't treat people like that. Don't take advantage of them if they're poor or if they're rich. Ooh. Ain't that good? You give to the rich to gain influence and favor. You only come to poverty. Tell your neighbor, don't do that. I got to talk about this, man. I know y'all don't like this. I ain't going to say I know y'all don't like this. That's religious to say. I just hope you're enjoying something from this. Don't try to be all in leaders' face and all that stuff. Look at the next scripture. Don't demand an audience with the king or push for a place among the great. It's better to wait for an invitation to the head of the table than to be sent away. Y'all, y'all not with me this morning. I should have stayed on that. I got joy shouting because all we want to do is feel good. None of us want to be good. We want God to be okay with how we are. No, he put too much in you for you to stay how you are. I invested too much destiny, too much purpose. You don't even know everything that's in you. It's more than just your little gifts. The gifts make room for you. There's so much. You're demanding an audience or pushing to be amongst the great. Don't, don't, oh God, and I love strive for greatness. I love strive for greatness. I love it. But don't push to be great to people. Push to be who God created you to be. Push to be fearfully and wonderfully made. Woo, are y'all hearing me? You're, you're already great. You're wonderful. God created you fearfully and wonderfully. Push to be that. Don't push to be great in people's eyes. Let's look at the hearts. Here we go. I'm just going to go through these scriptures and we're done. If you repay good with evil, you see that? Somebody's nice to you, but you just mean to them. Evil will never leave your house. Only dish out what you want in your house. Y'all? Yes. People are good to you and you just repay it with evil? You reap God is trying to expose you to a different mindset. Good is coming to you. And you just so ghetto and so, ah, 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 ah. And your house will only have that. God is trying to get goodness in your house. Yeah. We choose to stay committed to our former selves. And that spirit is perpetuated in the house. Ain't that crazy? So you're going to treat somebody evil. God said, okay, evil will never leave your house. If you want good to never leave your house, treat somebody. Never mind. The crooked heart will not prosper. Do you hear that? Not if you don't have a gift. Not if you don't have a job. Not if you don't have a talent. If your heart is crooked. So you don't have to have a gift to prosper. You gotta have the right heart. 
give you wisdom on how to prosper. But a crooked heart will never prosper. And they're the most frustrated people in church. Next. All right, wise words are more valuable than much gold and many rubies. Plans succeed through good counsel. Every, every scripture is a big point. I'm going to let y'all go. Your plans will succeed if you got good advice. You got wise people around you. That's how your plans succeed, not a good plan only. You can have a good plan, but it'll never prosper if you don't have good counsel. Because how to do what you plan is almost more important than what you plan. If you plan a party, I'm going to do a party. I'm going to have a big party. That's your plan. How you go about that is just as important as the party you want to have. Because if you don't invite, invite nobody until six hours before, you're not going to have what you planned. So counsel helps your plans succeed. Who do you talk to about your goals and your vision? I'm trying to... <laughs> this is why a lot of people are not rich. Because they feel this way when they learn what it takes to get it. This is why most people are not prospering. Because what it takes to get it is like... To some, others are encouraged today. Who's encouraged? All right. Three minutes. Wise counsel. Okay. Plans succeed through good counsel. Don't go to war without wise advice. Don't start a business without wise advice. Don't try to get married without wise advice. Don't try to buy a house or a car without wise advice. Don't get a new unit or hairstyle without wise <laughs> Don't get those lashes without get the individuals. Don't get the strips. Oh my God, how you know that? I got a wife and daughters. I got a wife and daughters. I do not wear lashes. My wife and my daughters. We almost home, y'all. Babe, come stand with me so I can shut up. I need good advice, but gossip goes around telling secrets. So don't hang with chatters. You want to be successful? Stop hanging with gossipers. Woo, that was good. You hang with, you know what I call them? Bout twos, the bout twos. Go to the next scripture really quick. Watch this, watch this. Despite their desires, that's the part. Despite their desires, the lazy will come to ruin because they refuse to work. Some people are always greedy for more, but the godly love to give. I can't go into all that. But despite their desires, the lazy will come to ruin. So that means that's not their desire. But their disciplines bring them to ruin. You can have desire, but if it don't match your discipline, you'll come to ruin. So you got the gossipers and the chatters and the lazy who have all these. I don't like the battle. I'm about to... I'm about to do this, or the fitness, since we're in Florida, the fitness. I'm fitting to start this business. I'm fitting to go to my, I'm fitting to, I'm fitting to, get away from fitness. Because you've been fitting for five, fitting years. Good God Almighty, I feel something in here. You've been fitting for five years. So I need to learn at some point, you're just a chatterer. I need to get with Dunners, tell me what you've done. It's quiet now. I don't need to be with fitness. I need to be with Dunners. Tell me how you did it. Tell me how you succeeded. Action, neighbor, are you a Dunner? <laughs> All right, I'm done after this. I'm done after this. Thank y'all for waiting. Thank y'all for staying. Here we go. Last scripture, love. Look at all that. Oh, the last one is three. Oh, well, it's my church. It's our church. It's the Lord's church. I'm just playing, y'all. Y'all don't belong to us. Amen. A man's mind plans his way as he journeys through life. But the Lord directs his steps and establishes them. Let me break two seconds. Ain't that good? That's good. So, yes, yes, the shepherd. Thank you, the director. 
So a man plans his ways throughout life. You're always going to have ideas for your life, homie. You always going to have plans, and that's good. Sis, you always going to have plans. That's good because without a vision, people perish. So I'm glad you, my man right here, you always going to have plans and vision for your life. And that's great. But I don't want you to have 70 plans and zero fulfillment. You ever scratch all those plans and just come up with a new blueprint? Uh, God doesn't want you to do that. I gave you all those visions for a reason. Seek me for the, di- for the direction. You got a plan for your, your spouse, your kids, your business, yourself. Your, you have all these plans throughout life, it says. You're allowed to have all those plans, but which do I do first? And how and how long and how much do I invest? Only the Spirit, only God directs your steps. This is first. We're not successful because he's not ordering our steps. We have successful plans, but not successful direction. Don't, do not take the direction of your plans into your own hands. Amen. Amen. Let me get y'all out of here. Don't be anxious or worried about anything, but in everything, every circumstance and situation by prayer and petition, thanksgiving, make your specific request known to God. Don't be anxious. Oh, my God, I'm getting older. Oh, my God. They, oh, they started the same business I wanted. Uh. <laughs> Come over here, love. They, uh, I wanted to start a hair business. I wanted to start whatever business it is, and you probably don't stomp like that. I'm just trying to relate to both crowds, the older and the younger. Whatever your ambition or dream or vision God gave you is, woo, there's nothing wrong with that. But you have to, don't be worried or anxious about it, especially if God gave it to you. If God gave it to you, tell your neighbor, it ain't going nowhere. nowhere. All right, I'm done after this. Make your specific request known to God. Lord, I'm sick of having million million dollar ideas with only a million pennies in the bank. How much is that? That might be all right. Is that $100 or a million dollars? Is that $100,000? How much? How much is a million pennies? 10,000? That ain't too bad. <laughs> Somebody give a million pennies an offering today. I love you in Jesus' name. <laughs> Hallelujah! <laughs> Make your specific request known to God. Lord, I want... another scripture says, we'll go into it next week. Never mind. Commit your works to the Lord and your thoughts will be established. Lord, I'm giving my life to you, my work to you. Look, Lord, I got all these million-dollar ideas. What do I do first? How do I do it? How? I literally ask the Lord for things. I'm telling y'all, I I just don't want to sound typical, but it's true. I be asking God stuff, and he give me direction. I don't know what else to tell y'all. Like, I went to bed. I'm I'm trying to get this Christmas arrangement stuff done, right, for the Christmas show. (laughs) And I went to bed so confused because we had a, a whole production. And then it was like, uh, something was deep, uh, faulty in it. So I said, Lord, I got to go back to the drawing board, but we're close. I told all the artists and everybody I'll have the music to them by tomorrow. I said, Lord, I went to bed that night like, Lord, when I wake up tomorrow, please give me a direction. Give me, and I know it's just, y'all, that's just music. This is how I run my life is what I'm trying to tell you. I try to run my life. I try to run my I woke up that next day, like seven in the morning. She felt me moving the bed. I was like, ooh, I was in my phone like, I'll play it for you if y'all want. It's time to cry, Try to make sure I don't wake her up. What I'm saying is he gave me direction. Hallelujah. And I don't care if that's small to you. He gave me the same direction when I said, Lord, who should I marry? He gave me the same direction when I said, Lord, should I start a church? He gave me the same direction. Why should you make your request known to God? Because he knows the plans. He knows the plans that he has for you, declares the Lord. Look, plans to. (laughs) Can you take this? Plans to prosper you, Liv. And not to harm you. Everybody stand. King James says, I know the thoughts that I think. They're on God's mind. 
Thoughts is intent. Your seat is a result of thoughts, somebody's thought. We should have seats like this so they don't got to sit on rocks or on the floor. So these chairs are a result of somebody's intent or thoughts. You are an intent of God's thoughts. You're an intent. You're a living idea. You're a living idea. And he knows the plans that he has for you. Everybody say, God plans to prosper me. Yeah, so I don't accept poverty. I don't accept lack. Because he, oh, it was on the screen, but y'all know. He plans to prosper me. What did I say this week? What was the quote that I, I, I said? I said, well, I should say that. Okay, I forgot. It was something to the effect that when God created you, he wanted you to be the best version of yourself or something like that. God didn't create you to lack. He didn't create you to be under. You're above only and not beneath. That's by faith. You got to process to that truth. Every word God gives you is by faith. You're the head and not the tail. I don't feel like the head right now. Process to it. You're healed. Process to it. All words of God are before you because it's by faith. And as you process towards it, you'll live it. My prayer is that you prosper in your mind. Prosper in your heart. Prosper in your spirit. And finances are inevitable. And you won't even notice the increase. You won't even notice it because it's not about that. You'll just reach back and know you have what you need to do that. You'll just reach back and know, oh, I got what I need. That's how I live. I don't even, we don't consider things like that because we don't live for money. You're not here to work for money. You're here to serve the Lord. Amen. Thanks for listening to today's message. We pray you were blessed by God's word. If you would like to partner with us so that we can continue sharing the gospel around the world, please visit livechurchorlando.com.